Well, good afternoon, saints. Welcome to another very exciting edition of Saints Radio here on this beautiful first Tuesday in the month of July 2022. It is such a wonderful blessing to be able to join with you today to share in what is on the heart and the mind of our Lord. My name is Monica Terrell. For those of you who may be new listeners, I am actually flying solo today as Apostle Ron is out of the office um, today and we certainly do miss him and miss his voice, but I am very thankful for the privilege of being able to just share with you today some of the things that the Lord has been revealing actually through you. Um, We are, of course, a house of prayer network-wide, and we pray in the Spirit, and we also interpret by the Spirit. And we have, as you all know, stepped into a new and exciting season where we are offering ourselves before the Lord for him to use us in an even deeper and more expansive way in the way that we hear from him, the way that we interpret his voice, interpret his vision, and bring forth prophetically what he is saying to his church. And so it's, it's just really a tremendous blessing and privilege to be a part of this, I want to say movement, but it is a lifestyle. It is a calling. It is the apex of our existence just to be able to be a part of this body of saints, um, his army moving forward on behalf of seeing righteousness established upon this earth. And so I'm really happy to be here. It's a super hot day here in Dallas. You know, we can't start this broadcast without talking about the weather, at least for a minute. Um, Here in Dallas, we are forecast to have seven straight days of triple digits, up to 105. And I know for Teresa there in Tucson, that's like a cool, breezy springtime day probably for her but here in Dallas it is hot but I always hearken back to what scripture talks about about the heat of the day I try not to despise it I try to find the Lord in all things and I always remember the story of Abraham where he was sitting in the door of his tent And the Lord met him there in the heat of the day. So whenever I start to complain or become uncomfortable because of the heat, I honestly always remember that. And I ask the Lord to meet me in the heat of the day. So he is a very present God. He is with us in all things and more and more I am learning how to welcome him into my discomfort how to welcome him into the processes of this life that we are privileged to live to welcome him even into my pain into my challenges 
because when you welcome him to come and sit with you in it, your whole perspective changes because you, your, your focus is on him. And I'm just really thankful. So it's a beautiful day to be in the house of the Lord. It's a beautiful day to be a part of this body. Um, I'd love to hear from you all throughout this broadcast. Um, just let me know you're with me. And uh, we're going we're gonna to begin with actually an announcement. And then we have a couple of different things I feel like the Lord wants me to share um, from some of our prophetic prayer times. But, you know, I remember when many years ago when we were in the process of building the website, the new website for the Saints Network. And I was part of that team. That's a miracle all in itself. But I was, I was a, um, somewhat of a forerunner in, in the pursuit of that project. And I remember meeting with Pastor Ron, over, you know, many, many times, just really trying to determine exactly what the framework of this website was supposed to be, because we knew that it was to be a tool, an instrument of communication from this house throughout the land. And so I would, I would sit with him and interview him and, and discuss things with him of different ideas and different possibilities of how we can get the message out into the nations of the world. And I remember one day he told me, I want to have a radio broadcast. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is a wonderful idea. And, and immediately in my head, in my, in my mind, I got this image of him having a mic in his office, you know, in his, his, his private space. Um, I don't know why I pictured it that way, but having a radio mic and him recording a radio broadcast from week to week, as was on his heart to do, which came obviously from a directive from the Lord. And so I said, okay. We'll work on that. So we, I got with the team, and and we started just hashing out what this is going to look like. In addition to the other programs that were that were um, available on the website. And so as we began to launch, we bought the TriCaster through the help of all of you, and we launched this radio broadcast. And I remember the first episode up here in this in the radio broadcast room or. I guess we could call it Scott Maston's office, um, where all of the equipment is and where we do broadcast, where I'm sitting right now to broadcast, and I'm so thankful to be here with the air conditioning, overlooking the beautiful sanctuary. I know that the angelic are there. I know the Lord's here. I'm very comfortable in this place, in this space, and I'm so thankful for that. But in the beginning, I mean, it would, there was a little trembling because I didn't know what it was going to look like. And so pastor comes up here, he gets behind his mic, we turn everything on, and he begins to broadcast this radio show. And it becomes, you know, it starts to just immediately just evolve into what it is today, which is really dialogue about the word, from the word. We talk about what's happening in the world, we apply the word to all things. We speak about what the Lord is saying to his church. We speak about what 
insights and things of that nature that have been coming in through the saints. We make announcements. We chit-chat. I mean, we talk about silly things, but we also talk about politics, try to stay away from that, but you can't really put your head in the sand, talk about what's going on in the world. and um, But always with the foundation and the backdrop of what the Lord is doing, how the Spirit is moving. And, and it's really become something that has been just a great gift and blessing, I know, to me to be a part of. And I hope I can say the same for you that are listening. Um, but those first couple of weeks, I, I really served as more as um, the, the, more of the coordinator, um, more somewhat of, of like a, a spiritual producer to make sure that things were running, just to be here, boots on the ground, just make sure things were flowing and functioning to encourage pastor. And I think literally by the third week, I came up here and he had bought a second mic for me or for, for a co-host. And at that time it happened to be me because I was the one that was here. <laughs> and, and, you know, at first I remember just a little bit of trembling because we never, ever rehearse for this. We never, we, we, will, we will speak for a few minutes before we go on live. He will always ask me, you know, what's on your heart? What do you feel like the Lord wants to talk about? I share with him, we've just come out of an hour, hour and a half of intercession beforehand. It is all spontaneous. It is all prophetic. It is all, we catch the flow of the Spirit and yet build upon what the Lord has said over the last week or two, things that have been submitted. And so... I say all that to say that I'm thankful for the many years. I'm thankful for the training. I'm thankful for the opportunity. I'm thankful to the Lord for his voice. I'm thankful that he speaks to us from week to week. I'm thankful for all of those that have been so faithful to really be a part of this program and to support it, to give commentary, to share with us what's on your heart when we speak of certain things to really just come alongside from time to time we do have other pastors other leaders other saints come and join with us and i think that we're 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 always wanting to do that we're still maneuvering through this new equipment trying to learn how that all looks like and i think in the future that we're going to be doing that more and more because that's always such a blessing to hear from our other pastors and our other leaders throughout the network. But for today, it's just me and you and the Holy Spirit and the angels and the Lord Jesus, the Father. And I know that Apostle Ron is out there probably listening or will be listening at a later time. And we're just thankful to him for forerunning this. We're thankful to the Lord for allowing us the privilege of sharing from week to week um, just in a more casual kind of setting, what is on his heart. So I say all that to say thank you to those of you that are listening and to those of you that have faithfully followed this broadcast that from week to week send me words of encouragement, send me responses to things that we talked about. It is like life-giving to not only me but to this ministry. And um, so we just give thanks to that for that. 
I also want to say that after a lot of prayer and consideration, as we have done a time or two in the past, we feel like the Lord is, is calling us to somewhat of a fast over the next month, possibly the next two months, these hot summer months, to take a hiatus from some of the broadcasts, and this is one of them. So this will be our last Saints Radio broadcast for a number of weeks. I'm going to say for the month of July right now, but as soon as um, I can have more thorough conversation with Pastor Ron um, and, and really glean what's on his heart for this, we may go into August. It is really somewhat of a sabbatical. Um, this is one of the, the points of ministry that is it's very hard to let go of because we thoroughly enjoy it and know that the Lord is in it. But as I know I have prayed about it over the last couple of days, I, I, I really am sensing the call to, to suspend in this seventh month and really look at it as somewhat of a fast and be not only for us to be refreshed but also to ignite our hunger because sometimes we need to do that you know sometimes we can be fed so much and get so full and and then we begin to take the manna for granted and and i think the lord is just saying i I'm, I'm pulling back, I'm calling you to pull this back just for a season, for a short season, to really ignite hunger and to not only to refresh you, but also to refuel and to, so that when we come back in August or September, um, we launch forth with um, just from a place of refreshment, just from a place of, of being restored. And, and I just think that's a beautiful process. So once again, this will be the last broadcast for a couple of weeks. And um, I know that we will all stay in touch, stay connected. Um, this, is, this is hard for me because, like I said, I mean, I look forward to this Tuesday space very very much and yet i also want to honor the lord and what he's saying so thank you all for just sowing into this in the spirit and for being so faithful and when we pick back up i know that um it's not that we're going to have a fresh face a new face but i do know that there's going to be an overflow just from our obedience to what the lord is saying so that's really the only announcement that i have and it was a 15-minute announcement, so to speak. So I'm thankful to be here with you today. There's a couple of things that I did want to to really have conversation about. Um, one is, you know, we've been in this season of of well, we've launched this this new season of prophetic intercession, particularly in this house, but also with the, the, 
the open invitation to all of the intercessors throughout the world to join with us in this pursuit of digging deeper, of pressing farther and deeper and wider and higher into the heart and the mind of the Lord through supplication, through prosuke, through prophetic fivefold, through tapping in and learning afresh how to move in the ways of the Lord to really step into all that he has for us spiritually to prepare us and equip us for what we are approaching in the days ahead. And this is necessary. I mean, I have to say, as, as someone who has been a leader in prophetic intercession in this house and for this network, um, I know particularly in this house, we've needed that. We, we, we went through COVID, we went through lockdown, we went through separation, we went through establishing houses of prayer in our own homes. We went through establishing those altars of praise. We went through learning as we began to come back together. We have been in this process of, of um, just gradually stepping back into more prolific, more regularly scheduled corporate times of intercession, functional times of intercession, whether it be times of just exploratory times in the heart of the Lord, whether it be times of supplication where we're pressing into a need, um, whether it be um, warfare, you know, strategic assignments, we know that the Lord is preparing us to be a special forces unit in the army of the Lord. And so we need to be equipped for that. We need to be prepared for that. We need to step deeper into our understanding and deeper into our, our, our commune and the interpretation of our spiritual languages. We need to, to press deeper into the expansion of our spiritual languages and our diversities of tongues. We need to press into his grace with full force. And that's really what he's saying to us as intercessors. And so, of course, as a foundational ministry in this network, we have First Saturday Prayer. Now, First Saturday Prayer fell during the 4th of July weekend for us here in the U.S. And 4th of July is kind of a big deal in the U.S. I mean, it is time when we found our independence from Great Britain. Um, we're thankful for France and for their armies that came and helped to defend and to help to fight that battle so that we could gain independence as a nation. We celebrate that and we're very thankful for that. But we also recognize that our nation has stepped into such intense moral depravity that the moral fabric of our country is just absolutely grievous to the heart of the Lord. And as intercessors who stand on behalf of light and righteousness, we are called to be those ones who stand in the gap who say to the Lord, paraventure, Lord, if there be 50 righteous among us, please save us. If there be 40 righteous among us, please save us. If there be 30 righteous among us, please save us. And so I love that first Saturday fell, of course, it falls the first Saturday of every month and with July 4th being the 4th, but first Saturday could have fallen after the 4th. But it, it came that we, you know, this weekend, we celebrated the 4th yesterday. And so our directive really was very much about our nation and about um, 
really speaking forth the identity, the foundational identity of this nation, speaking forth blessing over this nation, um, really fasting bitterness um, and, and things of that nature, asking the Lord as we came in sackcloth and ashes to really use us as light, as truth, to sow into our nation as we go forward. And it was just a powerful weekend. It was a powerful weekend of prayer. And I want to thank all of you that have joined with us in that and all of you that have submitted insights. And so I just want to take a few minutes and I just want to um, really just share a thumbnail of some of the things that the Lord has spoken from that prayer time and from really this this weekend of intercession that we've all experienced and really um, obediently sown ourselves into. The first um, word that I want to share is is actually from our apostle, and I think that's it's rightly appropriate for me to launch from this place because when I read this word when he submitted it, oh my gosh, I so bore witness with what the Lord was saying. And, and he began by speaking about really how the Lord reminded him of a word that he has spoken over our church and over this network, this ministry. And it's out of the book of Haggai, uh, chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 6 through 9. And this was a prophetic word that we received from a prophet over our church, over this house, and over um, this ministry of intercession. It says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, Yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens, and the earth, and the sea, and the dry land. And I will shake all nations. And the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Now that is a prolific, powerful word that has been spoken over us prophetically many, many years ago. And so the Lord reminded the apostolic heart of this house and of this ministry of that word as we prayed for our nations. And of course, we hone in on what it says here. This says, I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Well, of course, we latch onto that because we, we pray for that. We welcome the glory, the kabod, the weightiness of the burden of the Lord that he descends upon us as we press deep into the just the the deepest place of who he is and 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 tap into the power of God right you know the glory is something that draws us into the depths of his heart and in the pulse about of what he is about to do that's his glory. That is the revelation of his glory. And we also know that his glory is employed for two reasons. One, to empower the establishment of the apostolic work. And two, to surround and to defend us as we commit ourselves to partner with him in 
the work that he is about to do. And so we pray for his glory. We, we bask in his glory. We dwell in his glory. We receive the burden, the weightiness that is on his heart through the depths of that commune. And that is such a powerful thing for us as his people. So yes, we latch on to that word, and that is a powerful word for us. But right before this, it says, I will shake all the nations. So if we don't think for one minute that we're going to experience the shaking, the quaking, the trembling, the movement in the foundation of this nation, then we are misled. I mean, it says right here, he is going to do that. It says, I'm going to shake the heavens. I'm going to shake the earth. I'm going to shake the sea. I'm going to shake the dry land. I'm going to shake the nations. But I'm going to fill your house with glory. I'm going to defend you as you commit yourself to, the, to this apostolic work to fulfill my will, to really come alongside and partner with me on behalf of what I'm about to do in the nations. And so, yeah, we're experiencing that. We're experiencing that shaking. But the, the beautiful thing about it is that as long as we remember what keeps us what, what, what keeps us secure in him in the midst of this shaking. And what is that? That is we keep ourselves in intercession with him. We remember who we are as sons, as joint heirs with Christ, as, as intercessors at the core of our calling. And we commit ourselves and our identity and through the function of, of prayer in him and with him, we do not forget who we are. We remember our eternal calling and our eternal placement. And we remain so focused that we will not be easily swayed or deceived. And only that is going to keep us secure and held firmly through the shaking that he is going to bring. And two, we want to remember what he taught, what he said, you know, in the book of Hebrews, he speaks about the shaking Hebrews chapter 12. He says, beginning in verse 25, he says, see that you refuse not him that speaks for if they escape, not who refused him that spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape. If we turn away from him that speaks from heaven, we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore we see, I'm sorry, wherefore, verse 28, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. So here, once again, in the new covenant, he speaks about shaking the heavens. He, sits, he speaks about shaking the earth, about shaking all things, but not the kingdom of God. And we understand the kingdom of God is this place where his basic and foundational truths exist. It is a place where his commands and his desires are honored and applied. And as we take a stand 
in the place where God has led us and has called us to serve him, and we function on behalf of the delegated authority that we receive in the kingdom of God, and we commit ourselves to function before him as our eternal one, we will not be shaken, but the nations will be. And so that's a huge promise. I mean, that that is one thing. And one of the things that the Lord spoke to me during then Saturday prayer, and I was a little um, surprised, but I wasn't surprised. When the Lord began to speak to me almost from the get-go when I laid down to pray, and he just, he just started just really driving home how important it is for us to stand. Now, we are moving forward. We are in this dynamic time of transition. You do not transition without moving. <laughs> it's just you just don't. So we are moving forward. We are in a, an atmosphere of breakthrough. And that's the part that was, was a little, um, I was like, huh? Because you think about breakthrough, you think about moving forward. And then the Lord just started just driving home with me and my spirit about the necessity that we stand. When you've done all, when you've done all, you stand, right? But he reminded me of, of the, um, the parable that Jesus spoke in Matthew chapter 7. Where he said, Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. This is verse 21 through 23. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have, have we cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And then we move on to verse 24. And he says, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, will I liken him unto a wise man. That's phroneo. That's phroneo or it, it's, it comes from friend, which we understand what that is. That's like that ma'al section in the New Covenant, you know, that, that your spirit man that breathes, um, hard after the Lord through deep command, uh, commune and brings forth understanding into your cognitive understanding, your mind and your affections so that you breathe hard, you, you, you express those divine um, understandings through that place, through that access point, through the, the depths of commune with him. That's a wise man. And it says, I will liken him unto a wise man who builds his house upon a rock. The rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it founded upon a rock. And then he goes on to talk about those that don't heed his commands, that don't do what he says, and then built their, hands, their houses upon the sand. The point that I'm making is that as we commit ourselves in this um, froneo kind of um, breathing in the depths of who we are physically but also spiritually so that we set our affections, our phroneo, upon the things of heaven, the things on the heart of God, the things from his throne. As we, as we commit ourselves to that commune with him, as we are obedient to do his commands, our house is built upon a rock 
And I just, during prayer time, I mean, I just began to praise the Lord that this house is built upon the rock that is Christ. And that, you know, Christ, Christ became the Christ when he accepted the commissioning of the Heavenly Father and went forward in the power of the anointing of God to accomplish the task that he's been given with given to him. And we as sons, as joint heirs with Christ, step into that that same anointing and that same as we commit ourselves to the commission of our heavenly father as joint heirs with Christ we step into that anointing to fulfill his divine will and our house is built upon that devotion and that commitment and so when the earth begins to shake when the nations begin to shake when influences come against us which they are continuously when we look outward at what's happening in the world and we get dismayed we have to remember who we are we have to remember what we're built on we have to remember our identity we have to remember the glory we have to remember all of these things so that we are not shaken it's it's just it always comes down it always comes back with the Lord to who he is and who we are in him and what is on his heart to accomplish which is restoration of this earth and us as saints and sons to come alongside to commit ourselves to know who we are and to and to accept the commission no matter what it looks like no matter if all hell is coming against us no matter if everything around us is being shaken to say yes for our yes to be yes and to stand and to to know who we are and to to do what he says and so when we talk about prophetic prayer when we talk about pressing deeper into the throne of grace when we to obtain that mercy that that directive that comes through the angelic through that intimate commune we want to hear clearly and precisely what he is saying to us, his directives, his commands. And so that is really the unction behind this, this, um, this thrust, if I may, into a deeper measure of commune, hearing from the Lord, seeing the Lord, seeing his plan, and then applying it through diversities of tongues, applying it through intercession. Because remember that our our battle is not flesh and blood. Our battle is principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. It's a spiritual battle. And so that's a great thing. Now, um, other words that came alongside. His plan and his purpose for us, it never wavers. It never withers with age. It is our constant faith and firm confidence that whatever circumstances fall into our pathway, he will never change. We are anchored in him who is the giver of abundant life. I absolutely love that. He also spoke a series of words about the process of sanctification that continues in us as saints, the process of our development, of our refinement, even our chastening. To pre- he, is, he is so intent upon preparing us so that we will not fall. And, and that comes through the refining um, of us where he literally is emptying us out 
and refilling us with fresh oil, with fresh anointing, so that we can address the things that keep us from the light, but we fully step into the light to be refined. There was words about repentance, about asking forgiveness, which is so vital to this walk. We are in that place where we are stepping into or where we stand as a, in, a, in a place of identificational repentance on behalf of the sins of our nation and, and, and know that God hears our prayers and that, and, and that what he says when he says, if you will humble yourselves, if my people will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will, they will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And we just have to hold fast to what he has said. And we have to function in the midst of it. And I would say, can I get an amen? But I know I have one. Um, we know that our prayers have and are being heard. We know and we trust that his hand is on our lives and in our country. We know that as time moves on, there will be many challenges and ultimately distractions that will try to come and challenge us. But as we continue to keep our hearts upon our Father and our, our, our focus upon our Father, we will see how he moves and we will catch his wind and our path will be straight. We will walk in the Spirit and we will continue to press forward and to break through. Amen. Um, let's see. Then we had some, some words that spoke about restoration, which I really love this because I could, I could easily put the, could have put this into um, a fivefold or a prophet sila fulfillment kind of progression, but I literally just like pulled them up before I came up here and just read through them again. I read through these words multiple times every month. But the Lord spoke about um, restoration. And he spoke about someone saw the blood of the lamb being sprinkled upon the deposits, upon the White House, upon Congress, upon the Supreme Court, bringing the function of these three branches back into alignment with the pure truth and purpose of God. That is remarkable. Hallelujah. And we know the blood of the sprinkling really presses into the new things that God wants to do. And so we speak that forward. We speak that prophetic word forth. Um someone saw the mighty wind blowing the mighty wind that was blowing in a clockwise motion which spoke of restoration and i i bear witness with this because this is the wind this is the ways of god and his ways are blowing his his spirit is moving clearing out the old for the new this is absolutely so necessary and i really believe that in the days ahead the lord is going to really prolifically teach and train us how to flow more fluidly with his ways to acknowledge them to recognize them to acknowledge them and to really partner with his breath in a more prolific way there was words about um the water of life that as we intercede that um it's like digging around the roots of a tree to bring oxygen and a place for fertilization and and really um uh um a reestablishing of holy nutrition to the foundational principles of what it means to be a land of freedom 
and it was declared that the prayers of the saints are as the water that mixes all the elements of supply that's bringing, that will ultimately bring fruitfulness back into our nation. And I love that. I truly just call that forth. And so there's so many other just wonderful words that have been submitted, and I know those words are still coming in. And I just want to thank you all for being a part of this, for for your prayer, but also for hearing from the Lord and then releasing these powerful prophetic words. Like I said, this is a thumbnail. But, you know, I couldn't go through all of them, but I just wanted to bring just um, just, to, just some words of encouragement to um, really to solidify our time of intercession this weekend. And really, really, it, it wasn't just this weekend. It was through this whole last week that we have been in prayer on behalf of our country since the ruling, before the ruling of Roe versus Wade. And then we came together to celebrate the victory, but also to look pragmatically and realistically spiritually into what that's going to look like for our country and how we need to be positioned prophetically um, to not just respond but to be proactive going forward in the battle that is raging with regards to life and death light and darkness and we are called as those wise ones to go forth in his light, to take light into the darkness. And so we're just really thankful for that privilege to do that. Amen. Amen. So I wanted to just talk to you um, or just share something that, that goes alongside this, but something that the Lord began to speak to me um, prophetically uh, during our prayer time last week, last Wednesday. Now, we, we called our intercessors here in the Father's Church together on Wednesday night to um, a very specific time of prayer. And it really was something that we made optional for them because it was, it was a time where we were, the, the, the Lord was calling us individually to re-enlist. And that's a personal decision. That's not anything that somebody else can make for you. When you join the army, when you join the military, now that's barring a draft. But when you join the military, you do that voluntarily at this, you know, in this day and age. And once you enlist yourself, you position yourself under an authority structure where you heed the command of authority. There's no wavering in that. And so I really believe that in these days ahead, the Lord's going to really hone us in the way that we have instant obedience to the authority of the Lord, but also the authority structure that he has established for us as a ministry, as an army. And, and so we made it optional. We encouraged our people to come and to step into this atmosphere here in this house of prayer to enlist their hearts, to enlist body, soul, and spirit into what God is doing in this hour and how he wants to position and use us going forth as intercessors in the army. And it was really a powerful time of prayer because anytime you probe, you prick the heart, 
and your heart leads you towards the Lord, to me, that is just the apex. You know, I've always been somewhat of a passionate person for the Lord. And I remember just not struggling, but struggling a little bit with um, trying to separate my soul from my spirit because I'm all heart. You know, I, my heart just, I just, sometimes I just feel like my heart is just my, I'm just my, there's, I'm just, there's an incision and I'm just completely open and my heart's just laid out there. And, and I remember I would just for, for there was the longest time where I would just be before the Lord and just like, Lord, I feel so vulnerable. And yet at the same time, I don't want my emotions to overtake my spirit because that's the risk that you take. You don't want to be driven by your emotions. You want to be driven by the spirit. And so it was a process for me to learn how to submit my heart and my emotions to my spirit. And that's something that I'm ever learning. That's something that I walk every single day because for the life of me and the breath that breathes within me, I am driven to the Lord through the passion of my heart, period, because he is a passionate God. And that is my connection with him, body, soul, and spirit. I mean, that is where I connect at the, the, the very inception of who I am. You cannot do it. You cannot have intimate commune without passion. I mean, you can, but you know what I'm saying. Probably going too far with this. But that really was the backdrop of our prayer time. And it was a fivefold, and we, we, we extended five um, thoughts and questions to our team, you know, to our congregation. And one of them spoke of, okay, we want you to, I think it was a teacher seer, we want you to probe into the heart and mind of the Lord, into the depths of the spirit, probe deep in the spirit and, and, and express what you see as far as the way the Lord is positioning us strategically the way that he chooses to speak to us strategically, position us strategically, and commission us strategically. Because if we're going to be a special units force, we're going to have strategic assignments that are precise. And so we're just trying to hone that gifting. You know, we're trying to see in, like, for instance, this assignment regarding abortion that was a very precise strategic assignment that the God that the Lord gave us. He it started through vision, where he showed blood stains on the courthouse, the courtroom where that 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 um, trial was held here in downtown Dallas, which led to submission of that vision to the apostle and a prophetic unction that says I'm speaking prophetically that we need to go there and pray and repent and do the business of the Lord, do the bidding of the Lord in that location. It was very strategic. It was very precise, but it was submitted under the commander in chief, under that apostolic heart, under that unction. And it was full submission. It was full moving in the authority that the Lord has ordained. And in that way, the Lord used it powerfully. Now, I know there's tons of people that have been down there praying, and I know people all over our nation and expanded from that have prayed about this ruling. 
But I also know the Lord used this remnant. I know he did. And so that's what we were pressing for to, to glean. Lord, how are you going to speak? How are you going to move? I mean, and, and the Lord just began to show me during that prayer time that he was going to move. His, he was going to move. He moves on his, you know, his breath moves. His ways move. And we are spirit beings who are called to be so contrite in proskuneo to where we as ashes, dust of the earth, catch up in his wind, move with his wind, and affect this earth. That's how we are called to move, in intercession and the way that he formed us. And that's such a beautiful thing. Don't forget that. And so he began to show me the movement of that, but also the colors and the beauty of his spirit, but even beyond that, the absolute creative nature of who he is, and that we need to be prepared to move in the, the most creative nature of the most creative being that has ever been in existence, and that is the Lord. And it, the only way for us to actually be able to do that is through his spirit. But to break off mindsets and perspectives and opinions and the way that we've always done it and the way that it's always happened and the way that it's always worked, but to completely just shatter those things, that's our foundation. But at the same time, we've got to be able to expand our thinking to let the creative oils, you know, as he's filling us with oil, to penetrate and to really take over so that we can catch the wind and in all faith move with him in the most creative ways that he's going to move in the future. And I say that to say that if you think about the ways that he moved through just the old covenant, you know, think about the Red Sea. And I did. I got this vision. It's like he led Moses with all those children of Israel. I mean, hundreds of thousands of them. He led them to the edge of a sea, an ocean, where it looked like it was the end. I mean, how in the world could anything come out of that in deliverance, in our own thinking, in our own mindset? I mean, the whole crazy nature of that just continues to blow me away and will always blow me away because you think about what Moses must have been processing in his mind, like, Lord, really? But he gave him a staff. And, and, he, and he gave Moses ears to hear and a heart to obey, undeniable faith to lead this people, and instant obedience, no matter what it looked like. And that's what I feel like the Lord is calling us into, is like no matter what it looks like, no matter how crazy it might look like, and how impossible it looks, He's empowered us with the staff. He's empowered us with leadership, with, with the capacity to hear him so precisely and so clearly that we don't fear when we come to those places where the enemy is on our back, where the enemy is all around us. I mean, time and time again, you see it through Scripture. I mean, Jericho is another example where, you know, you come to this place and it's like everything impossible 
it's like there's no way out but there is because it's his spirit and we just have to be so honed in to where we tap into the way that he moves and we have instant obedience to follow and to act and to be that vessel of his spirit that parts that Red Sea, that delivers his people into freedom, into the promised land, into the opening, the wide open spaces for which he has destined for us the promised land. And so I also, you know, I think about, I mentioned Jericho. I think about, about Joshua. I love Joshua chapter five and six. I love when Joshua took the stage It makes me so sad that the Lord had Moses go up to the mount and look into the promised land. I mean, he said, you look and see what you're not going into. And I still want really, it's one of my questions when I get to heaven, is, Lord, why did you require him to do that right before he died? But that's another story. But when Joshua came to the stage as the leader, as God's chosen leader, and, you know, you remember... They crossed over the Jordan. You know, it was very similar to the parting of the Red Sea. He took them into um, the place of Gilgal, and he very clearly spoke to Joshua and said, you know, you make this knife and you circumcise everyone, all the males. Why did he do that? He did that because we know that circumcision, they were going into a new land. We are going into the new land. We are going into territory we have never been into. We must have our hearts circumcised, that cutting away to expose the place of creative expression, the heart. He calls us to be circumcised in our heart. And this is a moment where if we are gonna truly move in the ways and the heart of God, the character of God, fluidly, in a refined way, our hearts, just like Joshua, I mean, we have to feel the circumcision. We have to allow that circumcision to happen because think about it. He took him to Gilgal. That's the, that, that place represents restoration. That place represents the ways of God. And it's really a place that tests our heart at a crucial junction like we are in right now to perfect and to refine us during times of transition, during this time of transition transition, as a mark of our covenant relationship with the Lord, um, which speaks of the cross, which speaks of our identity and, and really our continuing, in commi- our continuing commitment and partnership with Christ from whom we are built upon to move forth in the anointing to fulfill the very commission of the Lord. And so my point in all this is to say he's brought us to this place and he's speaking. He's saying, I want you to move in my thoughts and ways in a deeper way. I want to hone your prophetic gifts. I want to hone the fivefold gifts that are functioning in the church. I want you to learn in a deeper capacity, a more fluid capacity to move in my ways. And that happens really through the circumcision of the heart, 
the circumcision of really the place of creative expression, our refinement, our um, contrition, the way that he is preparing us to be able to move fluidly in his ways, in his wind, as dust before him, so that we can go as Joshua to take the land that is before us. And you think about it. He led them into Gilgal. They, they were circumcised. And then what happened? Jericho. Well, they, they, they had Passover. They honored Passover. And then he took them to the place of Jericho, knowing that Jericho had to be taken and Ai had to be taken for them to actually step into their inheritance. So for Joshua, who was a mighty warrior, he's looking at Jericho. He's looking at these walls. It was just, they were described as walls to the sky. Joshua had never had experience where he had gone and taken um, a land that was a fortified city. They had arrows. They had... Um, slings, slingshots. I mean, their 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 battle equipment was archaic. I mean, they didn't have like technology like we have. And they're looking at these walls and they're thinking, "Oh my goodness." I'm sure Joshua. Oh my gosh, is the commander of the army. But what happened? The Lord brought into his path the angel of the Lord to come and to encourage him, and to remind him or to tell him. The battle is the Lord's, and the angelic force is here. The armies of the Lord, which, which involves or in, includes in many ways the angelic. And, and here's what I want you to do. He gave him very, very strategic directive is how to take Jericho, and it did not make sense. But what did Joshua offer? He offered instant obedience he believed and 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 he allowed the angel which was the lord to take that burden that weightiness off of him and give him the courage and the strategy to go forth and direct the priest direct the army to march and to blow the trumpet and to watch those walls collapse and to take and burn that city and to take the, the gold and the, all the good stuff out, but to absolutely destroy and take dominion of that land. And that is the way the Lord intends to move with us, to speak to us, to guide us, to direct our leader. And I also believe, and I'm prophetically speaking this as we come to a close, that we have ministered with angels in the past. We have been trained to minister with angels. We started in the beginning with diversities of tongues, praying in the languages of angels alongside the angelic, learning how to get, to, to get messages from them, learning how to flow with them, but never, ever putting our focus on them, just learning how to minister alongside them. And I believe in this season, as we go forward prophetically as intercessors in spirit, 
that ministering with angels is going to be heightened, that we are going to be honed and trained in this capacity, and that we must always remember that we serve the Lord of hosts, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, under the directive of our Heavenly Father and his host of the angelic that are with us. This battle belongs to the Lord. We are the servants that he is equipping and anointing to step into the battle through intercession. It's not with flesh and blood. It's in intercession to fight the battle, to take the light into the darkness, to allow him to speak to us and to show us creatively how he intends to move. It's not even on our grid yet. Our imagination, it's, it's not even there yet, but it is so much in the heart and the mind of the Lord. And that is so exciting to me. So I want to bless you today. And I want to thank you for joining with me. I want to thank you for being just righteousness on the left and the right, on my right and my left, for being a part of this company of, of warriors, but also this company of lovers who will continue to press in the agape of the Lord, breathe hard after his divine purpose, and stand and see his glory manifest throughout this earth. Not just fill our house, but manifest throughout this earth. So I bless you today. We're out of time. Until we're back again for some more chit-chat, we'll keep you posted. But just remember that this is the last broadcast for a couple of weeks. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful summer. But also know that we'll be releasing prayer directives throughout the network to, to really invite you to come alongside um, us as we step deeper into this ministry of intercession and the prophetic walk. So I love you all. I bless you. And I hope to see you very soon. Have a wonderful day. Amen.